Hi. Hello. <laughs> I went to I went to click the button and it didn't do it the first time. So uh oh. I panicked and and it's going. It's totally fine. But yeah. I did. I panicked for a second. I'm just gonna have to edit the heck out of that, huh? Yeah. Instead sorry. of this wonderful opening that we could redo, but <laughs> but why would why would you re-record such incredible this is just podcasting? Relatable. It's that HRC, that highly relatable content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, just remind me to give you a raise later, Mr. Editor Man. Thank you. I mm-hmm. I will gladly take it. Yeah. Uh, did you ever drink high C when you were a kid? Uh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between Sunny D, mm. Capri Sun, oh. High C, what was what was your go to? Oh, or Capri if Sun. there's, I don't know if there's another in there, but I don't, I don't know. But Capri Sun is like hands down, yeah, the best. And High then C is kind of trash, right? It kind of is. Yeah. It's kind of like watery sugar juice. Well, like Kool Aid, not Kool Aid. Yeah, Kool Aid was good. Kool Aid yeah, was okay. great. Um, there was a sense of agency with Kool-Aid because, like, you could make your own. Mm. Whereas the Capri Sun, you know, if mom caught you stealing more than, like, one or two of those out of the fridge every day, you'd, you know, kind of get a finger wag. Because those suckers were expensive. But, but no, Kool-Aid, you could just make more and more and more and more. It was very cost effective. That's true. Kool-Aid yeah. is cost effective. And yeah. what you said about watered down high C made me think of Kool-Aid. So I'm not sure I fully am on board with your rankings, <laughs> but otherwise I, I do think you got the first two correct. So Yeah. I mean, I would say like Capri Sun, Sunny D, Kool-Aid, and then high C. But I, I definitely think Kool-Aid had its advantages. I agree. I okay. agree. If you, you. if you poured enough in there, then it really had some flavor. Yeah. Do you remember any of the Capri Sun flavors? Absolutely not. <laughs> They're like sunny fruits and summertime <laughs> strawberry and ocean <laughs> tropics. and Yeah, which really didn't mean anything. The but... first one you said was sunny fruits, and there's no <laughs> way that's real. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was like sunshine and berries. I don't know. I don't know. But those flavors, I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to look it up. I want to see what some of the Capri Sun flavors are. The third one you said sounded somewhat feasible, but after the, that. The ocean tropics? That, yeah, something like that. Uh, this is Trip It To Me, a travel-centric <laughs> podcast where we talk about childhood juices. <laughs> what a terrible um, Okay, phrase. mountain, childhood mountain cooler. Oh, yeah, Strawberry kiwi, that. wild cherry, Pacific cooler. I loved that one because, of course, you've got that pineapple. Re- Pacific yeah. cooler, ocean tropical. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. Then, <laughs> and then tropical punch <laughs> and grape... Um, Geyser. You weren't thinking of Tropical Punch. You were thinking no. of two completely Pacific different words. Cooler. Pacific Cooler. <laughs> Pacific Ocean Cooler yeah. Tropics. It's you got spot it. on. Nailed it. Nailed exactly. It. They should uh-huh. hire you to name the new ones. Fuck. I would love to be like the marketing taste person name maker for Capri Sun. <laughs> I would love for you to be. <laughs> All of those things? Yeah, me yes. too. Yes. Me too. I want like a Capri Sun t-shirt. Like that is my childhood right there. Did you get those I'm in sure like your lunchbox? I'm sure we could find box? you one. A Capri Sun t-shirt? No. Yes, I did get Capri Suns in my, <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. lunchbox once in a while. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. 
Yeah. You too. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Not all the time, but we you're a, we loved them. You were a sack lunch or cold lunch gal. Yeah. Didn't yeah. get the didn't get the school lunch. On Fridays they do pizza, and mm. then you could give them like a dollar for like hot chocolate chip cookies. Wow. And um, and so we would usually do that on Fridays because like everyone did. So yeah. if you didn't get hot lunch on Fridays, it was like, oh, why you're aren't your you having sandwich? Like, yeah, why, why aren't, aren't you, you having, having pizza, pizza and a everyone cookie? Everyone else yeah. at your fourteen foot table. Yeah. What about you? I. I think it was a mix. Mm-hmm. I think I got hot lunch and cold lunch. Do Do you remember? I don't know if your school. I imagine your school, Adam. But like they print out the menu for the month. Ahead of time, and you could see like what was what was coming up. Now, are we talking like grade school, high school? What are we talking? I was about? talking grade school and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fashion. cool. Yeah, in yeah. high school, I ate very differently, but yeah, <laughs> yes. I think in grade school there were like kind of set days, so yeah. there was like a soup Tuesday or what, Ugh. and the soups would change. But actually, mystery some meat of, Monday. Um, <laughs> so the soups were actually really good because then you got a hot like toasty roll and the soups were like um, i guess it's actually nice i guess it's hard to mess up soup yeah yeah especially when it's like a like a creamy like chicken mm. and bacon uh-uh. and, you yeah. lost me on the creamy oh. <laughs> part like i like creamy soups but if it's coming from a, a elementary school cafeteria i am a little weary Ow. which i guess uh, like my elementary school like wasn't ginormous okay okay so maybe that was like a different vibe, like smaller kitchen. Most of the people who worked in the cafeteria, like were mums. Yeah. So bit of a different vibe. The hot lunches I remember getting are pizza, but they came in the squares, you know, did you have those? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, sometimes. Yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time it was like little Caesars pizza. Hmm, okay. They would just get like the $5 ones. So it was yeah. just feeding us cardboard. Smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. they might have been <laughs> Little Caesars Pizza might have been better than the squares, <laughs> but it's a it's a real close call. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get cheese zombies. Excuse would, me. Uh, <laughs> I forget. This is kind of a Yakima specific thing. <laughs> a cheese zombie uh, is. Oh, we've talked about this before. I think we have. Two, like, fairly big pieces of bread and then cheese in the middle, but then you cook it on a, like, a big cookie sheet. So it's right. one, and then they cut them into squares so from there. So it's a baked cheese instead of a grilled cheese. And yeah, that's And it's Texas it. toast instead of regular bread. Uh, yeah, maybe Texas toast, but not, not quite. It's right. a little different. Um, okay. But, okay. but yeah, and then you get and the tomato soup with And what are they called? Cheese zombies? zombies? yeah. Okay, I'm with you, but I I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, they they I got those, and uh, and then I think we had turkey gravy when it was like Thanksgiving, oh. Christmas. Sounds terrible now, but I always Sounds loved it. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Besides the soup and the pizza, I don't really remember what our other lunches were. In high school, I would get tater tots and a giant cookie, pretty, like at least three times a week. Nutrition. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you were get you, some fry sauce with it. <laughs> were Not you allowed to leave campus during lunch when you were in high school? Was I allowed to? No. Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. We were Senior allowed to year. leave campus. Yeah. So we that's could like nice. 
scoot to somebody's house and like go make some lunch. Oh, that's the dream. It, it was. I mean, it was a fast lunch. You inhale yeah. that food, but <laughs> oh, yeah. it was so much nicer than any alternative. That's yeah. I get that. Yeah. No, we mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to, but senior year I did pretty much every day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they gonna do? Uh, if they catch you, you just be like, I didn't know, and then Sorry. yeah, I won't do it again, and then you do it, and then hope they don't Sorry, catch you. Sorry, Mister. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are you drinking, Andrew? I well, I'm gonna talk about the thing I'm gonna drink next because I don't like this. <laughs> uh, I have a strawberry lime cider. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. Currently, I'm finishing a sparkling ranch water, strawberry, sticky soda water, and strawberry, and it, I just, it's not very good. I'm just really held up on the name ranch water, because I just imagine, like, watered-down ranch dressing, and then I, I get oh. hung up on oh. that. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry for those of you with that. With an easily triggered gag reflex. I'm really sorry. Including but I your just, co-host. Or or oh. like ranch, like cattle. And so I just imagine like dirty cattle water. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that's what they're getting at. It's just like an easy, easy tequila drink, which, right, right. which I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, and this is coming from me, who last time my seltzers were called dirty water. So I really mm. think that ranch water is kind of a step below wow. dirty water as far as and names go. Put some respect on all those ranchers' n- names. Well, but I don't yeah. think I don't think ranchers would call it ranch water. They'd be what like, would they call it? It's water or it's whiskey. There's nothing in between. I think that's kind of how that conversation would go. Maybe. Maybe that's what they do in Mexico. Since it's tequila based, they're like, this is this is our water. Ranch water. Yeah, yeah this is what we drink when we're thirsty. I, I that's really got to be their it. sake that it's not. But I also kind of think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking? Well, I'm quite Speaking pleased Speaking of water or whiskey. My decision. I have the Jack Daniels um, Tennessee Honey whiskey and Tennessee honey Tennessee honey um it's a honey liqueur and let me tell you it just really hits the spot it's honey forward on the palate and then you get the kind of the burn of the whiskey and then when it goes down it just like coats your mouth in like that nice honey texture and then that just like stays on the palate for ages Mm. so it is very nice um I made Ben try it, and he sniffed it, and he went, ooh, ooh, ooh. and then he tried it, and he went, ooh, honey. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. so I think, I think like, that got his stamp of approval. I'm not sure he would drink it straight like I do, but um, I think it got the Benjamin stamp of approval. That's, um, that's pretty high praise. Yeah. He told me so. about taking a shot of, I think it was whiskey, right, before his gig last week, oh. and was <laughs> not, not happy no. about it. So. No, that's not really his his jam. Yeah, I I'm right there with him. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'd try the honey whiskey. You might actually like it. I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. I and imagine you could, put it, you could put it in lots of things. I imagine Ben and I's alcohol taste is actually quite similar, really. So I think I think yes. Yeah. Although I think he would probably steer more clear of tequila than you do, but <laughs> 
<laughs> Again, <laughs> probably a good life choice, but, uh, but less fun. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think I promised you a a story last you episode. Did. Last we... episode, you said, "Have I ever told you about the time I I bet on sports in Tennessee?" <laughs> and then you told Which, me to put it in this the show notes. This really isn't that interesting. And I'm... I put it in the show notes, and now I need the story. But I had the foresight to realize, like, oh, I can't tell this now because it's going to be a three-hour episode, so I'll save uh, yeah, it for yeah. for the for the episode where we try to fit in two itineraries in one. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I went to Tennessee an hour outside of Nashville uh, about two months ago for a wedding, a relative's wedding. And Tennessee is one of the places where you can bet on sports online in America. Some of the states allow it, some of them don't. Wow. California and Washington, my two, the two states that I've called home, don't allow it. Mm. Um, so I've, I've never bet on sports before. And I've always thought that I'd be pretty good at it. So once <laughs> I found out, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And I'm a very, uh, I don't really spend money on things i like to spend it on trips or mm. or food um which i guess food can is considered a thing but you know like tangible physical things i don't i don't really you buy myself to too many alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah um then uh, so so i set aside like I think it was like $75. I'm like, I got four days. I'll put in $75. I won't do any more than that. And then I'll just, I'll just do small little bets. And so for four days, I would bet on the, like the dumbest things. And like, I I put bets on the things that I knew about, but then it'd be like 1am and I couldn't sleep. And there was like a Japanese league basketball game going. And I'm like, oh, why not? And I would... If I lived there, I think I would turn into a complete degenerate. Just <laughs> just constantly betting like $4 on a Japanese. Instead of lease. Instagram or Twitter, yeah. it would just be sports betting constantly. Yeah, yeah and not any an sports that people have you. heard. Like an You'd Indian. sipping your ranch water and just betting on sports and that yeah. would be your life. Like, like, who are you betting on? Oh, just like a, a tennis league in India. It's four in the morning. <laughs> And I put $3 on it, hoping to win two. <laughs> That's basically what my what, what I did for four days. So did you there. win anything? Uh, I came out pretty much even, but I still have wow. some some bets going. I, like, before I left, I was like, I'll cash out this. I got $5 on, like, uh, like the Lakers are in the playoffs right now, NBA. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If they if they make it to the championship game, I win like a hundred fifteen dollars. So so hopefully okay. they do. Okay. And there's a few other little ones like that that I put like five dollars on, and hopefully hopefully I'll make a little bit of money. So if you, and, if, if Melissa wakes up in the middle of the night and you're just like in the fetal <coughs> position in the corner, just like scrolling on your phone, you're just betting on sports and. Well, I mean, I can't. So I just have to, I have well, to be in a spot where I can. Well, but that's how it progresses, right? As yeah. You, as then you start to to bet even when you're not in Tennessee, and then it becomes illegal gambling. Well, yeah, but like I, I'm not sa- I'm not tech savvy enough to figure that part out. Oh, so. right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. 
Okay, well, that's um, the next next step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if I suddenly request to move to Tennessee or something, then she'll know something's really up. Yes. Uh-huh. Because that's yeah. the only reason, literally the only reason why you would move to Tennessee. <laughs> that and a few, like, lovely relatives, yeah. Um, If you had to um, pick your Nashville's top cool. three favorite U.S. states, what would they be? Go. Top three? Yeah. Uh, can I include ones I've never been to? Yeah. Okay. You might disagree with one of these. I'm going to go okay. California, because uh-huh. they have everything. Yeah. I'll go with... I'll go with New York, um, but I really only care about the city. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the probably the best city in the country or, or most yeah. interesting. Oh, and I then say Florida. No, absolutely not. Okay, thank you. I thank do you. not like Florida at all. Thank um, you. I, I'd probably pick Washington, honestly. Mm. It's a bit like California, just with worse weather. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Hawaii is right in there. But I don't know what I'm picking for. Like, if it's for a vacation, then definitely. If it's right. to live there, I I don't know. I think I would like it, but I feel like after a while, I would prefer to be back in California or, or on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. How about you? Um, I think I probably would include Hawaii because I think I would be less likely to get tired of it than you would. I think you're right. Yeah, but then I think... Um, I, part of the reason I didn't pick it is I wasn't a huge fan of Honolulu. Right. And that's the biggest city, and I'm yeah. very city-oriented. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to pick Alaska, which, yeah, hell, I'm, I'll do it. I'll pick Alaska. I'm interested in that one, too. Yeah. And then, I don't know... I wouldn't want to live in Oregon, but I love Ashland and I love Portland. And I do I do love those two places. So maybe I would pick Oregon. Hmm. But I'm not I'm not firm on those choices. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Fun, thank you. With with that, it's time for life changes. Shabby, what do you got for us? Well, for my whole life, my whole entire life, I've hated running. I haven't hated exercise. I've just hated running. It makes my lungs burn. I have like a grass, like a pollen allergy. So it just makes my face burn and like the snot and everything. It's never been a good time. Um, but we've come back from Hawaii and Charlie's been amped, our puppy, our dog. She's been hyped to see us. So we've gone out for walks, and we've just made the decision that she just kind of needs to run it off. So we've just started jogging, and we did it the one time, and we went for a bit of a jog, and then we did it again. And so now I think I think we're the family that runs together. Incredible. Yeah. And you know what they say, the the family that runs together, they stay together. (laughs) That's right. All of a sudden, you're going to be like in the Olympics, right? Yeah, with me and Ben and my dog. Yeah. (laughs) The first first, uh, tandem running in the Olympics. Uh And then maybe we'll run like a, 
What's the one where like you pass the baton and like I'll have it just, and then I'll like hand it to Charlie and then it's Charlie. It's just a relay race. It's just a relay race and then and then Charlie will carry it and then she'll pass it off to Ben and. Right, we'll now are like, you racing against other dogs in that or is is Charlie we, the only dog? We oh we're racing against other humans I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did almost literally run into several dogs on our <laughs> on our jog the other night which did cause a little bit of distress but yeah, it does um, not surprise me at all no no there were so many dogs we ran into like we saw more dogs on that portion of the walk than we have ever seen and charlie's running and so she's hyped and so it was just complete chaos um but yeah now we now we run together as a family yeah good for you guys thank you it's disgusting thank you <laughs> Uh, usually on Wednesdays, I have a pickleball class I teach that goes from 12.15 to 1.30. Today, I went from 12.15 to 1.50. This has been Life Changes. I like to think that my... Um, because I play that on Spotify. Uh-huh. And then I don't, like, we're recording. I don't play anything right after. So uh-huh. I like to p- think the people that follow me are like, he's listening to One Direction? <laughs> is, is it Andrew okay? I know. <laughs> and just one song? <laughs> no disrespect to One Direction fans. It's just never been my thing. But, but no. like, <laughs> if someone knew that I was just <laughs> listening to One Direction over and over again, they, they would... They would be worried about me, I they think. They would be. I would be worried. Yeah. So I like to I like to think someone's monitoring it and so like, <laughs> should I should I call him? I haven't talked to him in two years, but should, now, I, should I check in? Is this because you monitor what other people listen to and so you just hope that someone's monitoring what you listen to? Yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. Yep. Every once in a while, I'll listen to something, and I and I go, I wonder if Andrew's gonna bring this I up can't, later. I can't. I can't see it. I can't see you. I know the people that I can see, and you won't allow me to see you on Spotify. <laughs> no. All right. I'll see if I can change that so that way you can stalk my music choices and yeah, and then call me out on bad choices. But um, <laughs> I keep tabs on uh, on Matthew, our oh, yeah. my brother, and one of our best fans and guests on the show. I keep tabs mm-hmm. on what he's listening to often. Uh, my cousin Tyler, a few other mm-hmm. people, but the, otherwise people don't let me see what they're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice feature. I really enjoy it. I really That's like so checking good. out what people listen to. All right. I'll see if I can change my setting. Thank you so I'll much. Make your day. Um, I've got a new segment for you. Yeah, please. Um, so this Good segment luck is beating the last one. <laughs> the last one is hard to beat. Um, it's a, a good travel news segment. So okay. every once in a while, when there's good travel news, you're gonna hear it. Uh, hear it here first, folks. That was hard to say. Hear, I'm not hear. gonna try. Yeah. Hear it here. Hear here. Um, so in this um, in this portion of good travel news, um, Greece, in an effort to improve accessibility for all beachgoers is installing water access ramps at nearly 200 beaches. That's a big that, deal. Yeah, 200. that's great. 200. When you look at the map of all the beaches, they're like little blue circles, and it's the whole picture is just blue circles. Wow. 
is so many beaches. How cool yeah, is that? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. One, I'm, I'm like 200 beaches is a lot for a, lot. a place to have. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to comprehend that. But yeah. but yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. Good job, so Greece. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know when they're estimated to be completed. Um, and this is from the Good 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 Co. on Instagram. Um, in case you're curious, you can have a look-see and see if they give more details. But, yeah, I don't have a timeline, but it's a new project, so that's very exciting. Yeah, that no, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, do you have a name for that segment? Just Good Travel News? Uh, I think uh, that's nice. I think that works, right? Yeah, yeah. If if anyone can think up a snappier name, yeah. email us, tripitumi at gmail.com. Mm. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that you dropped something. It was the oh gosh, <laughs> that got me. Oh, I uh, couldn't. Get, it wasn't voluntary. <laughs> oh, I saw. I could tell. <laughs> um, I think I, let's audible a little bit on our show notes because I wanted you watched a movie on the plane that I've talked about for it's, it felt like seventeen weeks straight. On the yes. podcast, and I was so excited for you to watch it eventually. <laughs> yes. And now uh-huh. you finally did. So can we start uh, there? Before, can we, we do a quick, Andrew tries to get Shelby to like sports segment, and you explain oh. what an audible is to me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like you don't have any, uh, this is not going to get you to like sports, by the way. Okay. okay. Um, also, so, for the record, I know that audible is an audiobook app. I know that one, uh, but I've never understood what the what the sports reference is. So please explain. Uh, yeah, I think that's just re- referring to making the words audible, right? <laughs> the the app. Mm-hmm. Okay. And audible in sports is when the quarterback comes to uh, is about to the, the throwy guy. Yeah, the guy who throws the the ball in American yep. football. Yep. He comes to the line is about to say hike to start the play, right? Naturally. Yeah. Uh, usually doesn't actually say hike, but that's what everyone thinks of. Um, he's about to start the play, and then he's like, no. He's looking at the defense, and he's like, eh, we probably shouldn't have run that play. Let's run a different one. And then he audibles to a different play. Right, because, okay. Why, th- why that word? I don't know. It's a great question. Mm. Yeah, okay. So it's just a last-minute play switch up yeah yeah From it's like the uh, guy. it's like pivoting which is another sports reference really <laughs> but no yeah. that's a friend's reference i know that one yes but it, it started with basketball probably probably like 30 years before that but okay yeah sure okay yeah okay thank you for that yeah did did i answer your question you did actually thank okay, you great that was helpful yeah my pleasure all right, so we're going to throw an audible. Mm, just gonna... call an audible. Oh, call. You okay, can't throw call. it. Because the throwy guy calls the audible. Quarterback. It's not hard to remember the word quarterback. No, I think it's the throwy guy. He doesn't always throw it. Uh, okay. So we're going to talk about tar. Whoa, that is sweet. Mm. Sorry, the strawberry lime cider. Very sweet. Mm. Uh, yes, tar. Go ahead, Shelby. You watched it on a plane. Let's let's get that out of the way first. I watched it on a plane after watching Spencer. 
No. So now okay. you didn't tell me you watched Spencer first. <laughs> I watched oh. Spencer. Well, because I was like coming out of my nap, and I think yeah. I was eating, and so I was like, "Oh, I'll just put something on that like I don't really care care about, and then I'll be what? awake enough to watch Tar." Because a terrible way I to come cared. out of your nap. <laughs> it was really interesting. Ben started Spencer and then stopped it like twenty minutes in. He's like, "I just can't do this." That's, that's like, what I wanted fine. to do. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Tar, yeah, Kate Blanchett, tall. who is not only tall, but just extraordinary. Yeah. I think we would be friends. Um, the synopsis. And you could pivot together. Yes, and then call an audible and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hang out with the throwy guy. Um, yeah. so she is, the synopsis of the movie is she is this acclaimed orchestral conductor and composer and author and like all of these things and she is in berlin she's working with the berlin symphony um she's working on a new project she is about to start rehearsals for Mahler's fifth which is a great symphony by the way and it's going to complete the series for her so it's going to be a really big deal she's got this kind of cushy life and she's got lots of people to support her, a partner and a daughter and an assistant and, and an assistant director and, and all of these things. And the movie is really, I think about power, I think. And I think about how power is changing. And while it makes me really uncomfortable to watch a movie about a woman who completely abuses her power... It's uh, it's very real. So she gets caught up and there's going to be some spoilies in here. So if you haven't seen it, skip ahead. But, you know, she gets caught up in these. Also, like, go see it. Please. Also, just watch it. But she gets caught up in these allegations of using her position to sleep with, you know, the women who are in her professional circle. And, you know, manipulating them. And then one of her kind of ex-colleagues who more or less fell in love with her, commit suicide, and all of this stuff comes out, and one of her lectures come out. And how did you feel during that lecture that she gave at Juilliard, Andrew? I thought it was the most captivating movie scene of the entire year. Yeah. Uh, it is uncomfortable and so well written that you're like, well, she's making a lot of good points, and I know it's wrong, yeah. but she's making a lot of yeah. good points. Yeah. Um, and then you feel terrible for the guy she's kind of semi-berating. But yeah. on the other end, you're like, well, but she's not wrong. Make some good points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I Yeah, that's when the movie, I mean, the movie starts with a 15-minute scene of her getting interviewed and somehow yeah. keeps your attention. But then that's when the movie becomes yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, really something. And I think the first the first thing that makes you go, ah, uh, huh, interesting, is that question in the interview scene where he goes, you know, sexism in the industry, you're one of only a handful of, you know, these massive conductors. And she's like, oh, no, I don't really think that that exists. Da, 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 da. And that was the first kind of check where you're like, oh, no, like, that's definitely a thing. Like, that really exists. Like, I mean, it's not yeah. your experience, but that's... And then from there, it just kind of continues. But I think what's really interesting is that... That scene with her in the lecture hall in Juilliard 
if that would have been an old white man with exactly the same lines, exactly the same intonation, I wouldn't have stopped to question the argument. I would have just been like, wow, this is so completely inappropriate. But because, well, it's Kate Blanchett, and because it's a woman. Who's, uh, who's gay. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, yes. Yeah. There's so many reasons why you, you go, oh, well, I'm actually going to listen. And, oh, and I think that in her argument in that lecture hall about like, do you actually, can you fully write someone off? Because they were a white, straight man in an era where that was the only way that you could be successful. Do you just not listen to Bach or Beethoven at all? And I think this is a question that we have been asking of a lot of things in the last however many years. You know? Do we admire historians and scientists and musicians and artists and all of these people who fit into these categories... Do we look at their work or do we look at their life? And I think that goes along with cancel culture. Do we look at the work? Do we look at the life? Do we look at the person? And I don't have like a huge answer for that, but that's so much of what this movie is asking. Yeah. But I think the movie overall was completely engaging. Scenes that maybe should not have actually been that interesting were enthralling. And the dynamics in the relationship between her and her assistant her and the um her like funding guy who was played by oh uh, shoot i don't i can look it up keep mark, going mark strong yeah i think that's right yeah that was really fun to watch and her and her partner and her and her daughter and even the scene when her daughter's getting bullied and she shows up at the so school good. and she scares the shit out of this little kid. And <laughs> so you're like, good. this is so not okay. And yet, <laughs> and yet, like, it's so good, but it's so not okay. Oh, no. And it's, That's and when it's, you're like, oh, she's she's like, a little bit crazy, like, actually. Oh, she's crazy. Yeah. She thinks that she can show up at the school <laughs> And she can threaten, threaten the, the child. Like a 10 year old. Yeah. yeah. And like just get away with it. And okay, while we all have that like protective instinct and sometimes we would love to threaten people, like there's a difference between imagining like, oh, wouldn't it be so nice to make it so my kid doesn't get bullied? And like actually showing up out of school and threatening a child. <laughs> yes. yes, there Dear is. God. So they kind of, I think they intentionally kind of. Of course it's intentional, but they throw these moments at you that, like, it's more red flags and more red flags. Yeah. Because right at the start, you're set up to, of course, like her, right? She's the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I like I think I think you're meant to kind of go, oh, well, she's important. Admire like, her. She's a big deal. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, and I think as you get further and further along, you go, oh, my gosh, you're a horrible person. I didn't even realize on the plane that she was, like, like that there were, like, ghosts. Like, that she was being haunted. Because, of course, there's a scene with the metronome, and there's several scenes where, like, she clearly is being haunted. But I couldn't actually see on my screen that there was, like, a figure in the room. Yeah. So I, I do want to watch two it again to get the Maybe full three. effect. Right. Yeah. It's, uh... It, it's... The, that, those kind of creeped me out honestly when i was watching mm. the movie i was like i don't know if i'm 
seeing things or not. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and like yeah. figure it out. But but it's cool that that's not an integral part of the story. Like yeah, if that wasn't even in it, Mm-mm. then it still reads maybe exactly the same way. Yeah, maybe it's not quite as captivating, but it's right up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a movie. So do you think that when she is trying to return the teddy bear and she thinks she's being followed and she goes up the stairs and she falls and she like completely bashes her face in, do you think that that was a haunting moment? Um, uh, I don't know. I've read so many different things at this point <laughs> that um, like I've seen theories that like everything after that is not real. Um, which I don't really subscribe to because I'm tired of, well, but it also makes some sense. And there's some crazy editing things that they did after Mm -hmm. that. Um, the moment you see her get out of the car to deliver the teddy bear, uh, it was a teddy bear, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The moment you see her get out of the car, um, the editing is mismatched. Which is the only part of... I'm like, it's a very concise and um, well-directed movie. So it's almost like it's a dream-like sequence. Um, and then the end is kind of a blur. So that does make some sense to me, that it's all a, just a haunting and she can't quite tell what's real anymore. Huh. Uh, but... I don't know. I think at that point in the movie, she was just so uh, threatened and and scared uh, that that she was in such a hurry that it makes sense that she did just kind of fall. Right. Well, because there's very distinct, like, audible footstep sounds. Yeah. Like, yeah. chasing her. So, yeah, I just, I mean, if this, this spirit, whatever it was, is kind of meant to torment her a bit. Yeah. It's wild. Interesting. Yeah. What did you think of the end? Maybe in vague terms, sort of. No, it's fine. I mean, I mean, I think I just sat there with my mouth open for a while. I was just like, what? But I guess like, I don't know. I guess I. It's not a surprise that someone like her would just go someplace new and start over and it would be a humbling way to start over but like she'd come back from that like we've seen that again and again and again with people with these allegations is that they go and they do something different and like they just make a comeback maybe not necessarily now but you know before before five years ago um yeah it the end felt a bit like like a little bit of a fever dream the um the scene where she goes to get a massage wild. is wild and very potent yeah. and um yeah very very potent i think there's a few ways to take the end um i'm not going to tell people how to take it i i laugh at the end scene i think mm-hmm. it's uh, very dark and very funny mm-hmm. uh it's the cruelest thing you could do to the character while still saying that she has some power because that is, in her opinion, the lowest form of yeah. her art, uh, which I think is very funny because um, she's about to 
conduct and then all of a sudden we <laughs> pan to the audience and it is I mean she does she does not like those people like no um, <laughs> um so yeah it, it makes me laugh uh like you said the the last 20 minutes is a bit of a fever dream and I I'm not sure what that's trying to say I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure the whole movie knows what it's like it knows what it's trying to say but I'm not sure it has a point to make it's just like think about these things, everybody. Uh-huh. We uh, we got to consider what we're going through yeah. here, and uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure where it actually ends up falling and yeah. what it's trying to say, which is a little bit refreshing. I do wonder if it's a little bit of a cautionary tale, and the way that when a pendulum swings, it's it swings from one end to the other, and so with. The balance of power changing between the sexes. You know, we're seeing lots of men being knocked off their pedestal. And in lots of ways that still isn't happening, but we're starting to see it. And women are capable of really horrible things as well. And just people in power are capable of really horrible things. And so I do think that with this pendulum swing comes the sense of like, well, men are the only ones who do this or men are the only ones who abuse their power or women empower women or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the reality is, is that a woman in power is still human and humans are going to take advantage of their power. They're going to manipulate it. They're going to have all of the same greed and emotions and all of the things that anybody does. So I wonder if it is a bit of a cautionary tale. You know, this story of Tar is not, it's the exception at the moment. It's not the rule. But that pendulum swinging can very easily find us in a place where where this is maybe happening mm, just as often as, you know, as uh, these sexual allegations happen with, with a man in any position of power. So... I don't know. I it feels like a cautionary tale to me. Yeah, I I think I could come up with like f- five main themes if I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's, it's it's just nice to have a a movie that has a social commentary that. Yeah. I'm at the end. I'm like I, I don't really know. I <laughs> mm. I don't know how I feel about this, and I'm not sure you're trying to make me feel one way or the other. But yeah, I. I love the movie. Um, yeah. I I'm so glad that you liked it. I was mm-hmm. worried, but um, but yeah, no, I uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's probably the best movie from last year. It's not my favorite, but the best I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would yeah. happily watch it again. Yeah. Um, I th- I still think about it pretty often. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, yeah, we should probably get into the topic. Yeah, let's jump yeah. in. Oh, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we said a couple weeks ago when we did ES4 that we're going to start to change up some of these alphabet itineraries that we've done. Uh, and this is, uh, we did Easter Island and, and Shelby did a wonderful kind of history run through of it. And so today we're going to sort of continue with that. We're going to get back to actual itineraries a little bit. But uh, but we're doing a new format. Do you want to you want to talk about that, Shelby? I do. So we are doing three days 
in our FS4 location. They are slightly nonsensical days. They don't really have to make sense geographically. Um, So the first day is going to be F is for food, which is self-explanatory. The second day is going to be F is for fun. So we're going to pick adventures, activities, etc. And then the third one is F is for, and then it's a wild card. So we get a fill in the blank. So it's three days that could be completely unrelated. They're... There's no budget. They don't have to make sense geographically. And, um, yeah, it's just a good way for us to kind of explore what a place has to offer without having fairly restricted parameters for our itinerary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelby's going for Finland. Woo. I'm, I'm doing Florence. And, yeah, I, I think we'll just jump in. Um we're, we're going to fit both in in this episode, so... I mean, it won't be three hours, but who knows where we're headed. <laughs> we're going to try. <laughs> yeah. You want to go first, Shelby? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So, so, F is for Finland. This one's been on my brain for a while. I've wanted to pick a Scandinavian country for for a good many moons. Um, Just some fun facts about Finland... Um, it is the happiest country in the world. Good for them. I don't know entirely how they measure that, (laughs) but, um, but according to, uh, this website, which again, all of our, all of our links are in our show notes. You can email us at tripitumi at gmail.com to ask for them, but, um, life expectancy, um, you know, uh, bodily autonomy, economics, um, you know, social needs being met, um, all of those things kind of equal this place being the happiest place in the world. So, like, why wouldn't you want to go? Apparently, they love saunas. I don't know. Maybe mm. saunas are the key to happiness. I've never really loved yeah. a sauna, but yeah. I could be convinced. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge sauna fan, but I mean, if it's going to help me live longer, maybe. Like, like, Yeah, like I could be convinced. I mean, I don't know. The happiest country in the world. Maybe they have something to teach us. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Finland, um, they're the world's biggest coffee drinkers. So Mm. really, this place is is pretty handpicked for me. They also really, really love their ice cream. That's why they're the happiest. Exactly, because they're drinking coffee and eating ice cream. Um, There's more than 180,000 lakes in Finland, so maybe they're all just, like, floating around in nature all of the time. That, yeah, that all sounds great. Right? Drinking Um, coffee, eating ice cream, floating on a lake. Yeah, 74%. Those lakes have to be cold, though. Oh, they have to, I'm sure. Even like, like year round, I'm sure they're freezing. Oh yeah. Um, seventy four percent of the country um is forest. Hmm. So really, there's nature. There's ice cream. There's saunas. <laughs> for when you get cold. Yeah. After floating you, in the lake. You float yeah. in the lake and then you go in the sauna. So really, yeah. um, Finland's speaking for me. So um, because I've just come back from a week in Hawaii where I had to make all of the decisions, I made none of them here. Um, 
But um, Finland, because if we jump into the F is for food day, Finland consumes more ice cream per capita than any other European country. I don't know how that compares to America. I also don't know how that compares to my husband because I bet Benjamin could probably beat out any Finnish person than, mm. you know, for how much ice cream they consume. Um, that's pretty I'd like impressive. to see the contest. contest. That would be a I, lot of fun. I would as well. And like, would it be like over the course of a month? Like how much mm. ice cream can you eat in a month? Or would it be like one sitting? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all, but, all questions we have to answer before yes. the first <laughs> trip it to me event. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're really into their ice cream and like really unique things. So um, we've got an article from goodnewsfinland.com. I'm um, just kind of detailing the, the evolution of ice cream. And I think it started, you know, kind of simple, but we've got blueberry, cardamom, strawberry, vanilla, and raspberry white chocolate. But then it has just grown and evolved into vegan options, sugar-free options. Um, You've got, um, there's a brand called Bad Santa, and it's um, alcoholic ice cream, which really just... Just Come does it on. for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, really does it for me. Um, you've got some, um, uh, a brand that uses clean ethical ingredients without like any of the chemicals. Um, so some of these flavors are like coconut lime, hazelnut mud cake, and pine. Would you try a pine flavored ice cream? Sure. Right? Like that yeah, why not? tastes like Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm with yeah. you. Um, they've got like a lactose-free ice cream. Um, so really, they're just trying to be the forerunners of the ice cream industry. So I'm thinking for this food day, most of the places that I find either on my ice cream, my restaurants, or my coffee list are all going to be in Helsinki. So I think Helsinki is going to be the spot for the food day. And I reckon... Coffee in the morning, some breakfast ice cream, and then you go get breakfast, and then you have mm. a coffee, and then you have, like, mid-morning ice cream, and then you have lunch, and I think this, like, series of coffee ice cream food is really going to do pretty good for me. By the end of the day, I'm going to be completely sick and overwhelmed and yeah. overjoyed. Um, <laughs> that is, yeah. uh, that's Hope you're my... not lactose intolerant. <laughs> Hey, but if you are, they've got ice creams for you. Sure, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. They've got ice creams for you. Um, so I've pulled up this this list. It's um, from myhelsinki.fi. Um, Finland. Sure. Finland. Um, and it's got the list of the, the 10 best restaurants in Finland. And because yeah. I'm really on this kick of not making any decisions whatsoever, this is the list that I'm pulling from. And honestly, some of these some places of- look so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That this, I just want to go one, for the aesthetics. The first one is called Restaurant Palace and uh, nominated for two Michelin stars. And it like the plates are so pretty so that I'm pretty. like, they must cost $500 each. They must. They <laughs> yeah. absolutely must. I did absolutely no research on what the conversion is for currency and what prices are, and I really don't want to know. I think it would get, make me have a very bad day. Yeah. Yeah, but some of these places are just beautiful. What's the um, one? Um, Vinkelly? I just I want to go there. 
Uh, the euro really to the U.S. dollar is about equal right now. Okay. Oh, wow. But Vincelli is like black bar with this beautiful, it does I don't look know, like, like black framed cage up above with all of the drinks and leather couches and it's all very modern and mm. Mm. yeah it's very pretty most of these photos don't like even have um, food photos no. <laughs> they, they just are of the restaurant and they uh -huh. are are very they're very pretty and just a place where i'd like to go sit for a while although this bistro bardot has like yeah. a molten lava yeah, cake it, on it it's very I, it looks very good. I need it. Yeah, um, what I into your ice cream. <laughs> yes. What I found really interesting about Finland is that there's a lot of other influences. So a lot of the ice cream is is gelato. So it sounds like generations ago there were Italian immigrants who moved to Finland and set up these gelato shops. And now it's become part of this like Finnish culture, but it definitely is this Italian influence and same with the coffee. And I think with their food, it's, it's kind of similar. Like this one, the Bistro Bardot, um, it's, it's traditional French cuisine. And so I think they have a lot of other influences, especially in Helsinki, which is, you know, their biggest city. I'm sure like with any city, it's a bit of a, of a, melting pot, right, of different cultures, people who have immigrated, um, you know, and also just the want for variety. So I think you could probably go into Helsinki and find just about whatever you're looking for. And it's probably going to be really beautiful and really unique. The second picture on the Bistro Bardot <laughs> on this is a waffle with like a it almost looks like a lettuce wrap in, in some yes. way. Uh -huh. And then there's, I don't know what kind of, like a chicken salad maybe mm -hmm. with an egg on top. And it looks so And I want pretty. it. I want like it you, so badly. I'm, I'm saying all those things out loud and they're like, those don't go together. But it, <laughs> it looks incredible. Yeah. It's the it prettiest really, really does. waffle thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And there are Michelin star restaurants in Helsinki. Um... If that's if that's something that you know you feel so inspired to lean upon as far as how to how to choose, but yeah, I think I I mean of course the F is for food is only one day, but every day, every day pick really really good food. Yeah. And then of course we have we have um, coffee, and I think I think the coffee culture is probably going to be really similar to. Some really like high end LA coffee shops, some really high end like Seattle coffee shops, um, even you know, Melbourne, and maybe a handful of the coffee shops here in New Zealand as well. That like really elevated coffee culture where it's about it's about food and drinks and coffee, but it's really about how to make drinking coffee into an art form. And even these coffee shops look so aesthetically pleasing. Even if you're not a coffee drinker, I think you would be drawn into some of these places. And you can get pastries and you can get lots of other things. So there's kind of something for everyone. But um, I think if you're a coffee drinker and you don't drink as much coffee as you physically can without sending yourself into cardiac arrest, you've really missed out here. Yeah, again, these places just look very pretty and pristine. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I've always grown up 
reading that like Switzerland is the most expensive place to travel in the world, mm. these places look like they all should cost just yes. so much money. Yes. Like, this is a three-day itinerary, and, like, maybe that's all we could afford. (laughs) That's a real pot. Like, I don't want to wear my, like, sneakers into these places, right? No, you shouldn't wear your sneakers. No, like, I want to pack nice clothes and have a full face of makeup and do my hair before going into these places, because... Maybe wear a big hat, you know? Yes, uh uh-huh, a really big floppy hat, Mm -hmm. a really nice dress, some good shoes, like... You know when you're like in a really beautiful place, you just want to also you just want to look the part. Lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lean into absolutely. it. Absolutely. When in Helsinki, you do as the Helsinkians do. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's a cute little one called Cafe Regatta, which seems to all be outside. Yes. Yes. And, and I looks like I, a little farmhouse almost. And I read reviews for this one on another website as well. And everyone raves about it. Like, it is the place to go. Like, it's really famous. It's really well known. It has incredible food. And, yeah, it's the only one that looks quite rustic, right? It's in, oh, boy, Maricanati? Sure. Yeah. So, not in, well, maybe maybe just outside of Helsinki? I'm not sure. I think so, from what I remember. Mm. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. All of them do, but yeah. Mm-hmm. If you need links to these, if you're going to Finland, bring us and then we will yes, send you the yes. links. Yeah, bring us and we'll like plan the trip for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but just bring us. Detailed even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I am so excited because I'm I'm hopping off of the indecision train with the food and I'm I'm hopping on to, to the F is for fun day. I am so excited. Um, I just started like Googling activities and I found a tour and this might be cheating a little bit, but I did find a tour that you could do. It's a four day itinerary in the cost of the trip. It's, it's flights, it's accommodation, it's some food, it's the activities, it's all of this stuff. But day two of this itinerary is they take you to an authentic and small husky farm. (laughs) And then you go on a sled ride with the huskies. Oh, yeah. And it's like an old school, like, balto, you know, mush sled. And there's, like, one person in the back leading the dogs, and then there's another person that gets to curl up under a blanket and, like, lay down and enjoy the views. And, like, that's just what you do for the day. And you get to hang out with huskies and take it all in. I want to do it so badly. (laughs) I want to see all of the frozen lakes and the forest and the snow, and I want to talk to the dogs and tell them they're doing such a wonderful job. And then when you're all tuckered out from your day because you've been exploring the wilderness with your canine friends, you go back to the accommodation and you stay in a glass igloo where you can sleep underneath the northern lights all night long in a glass igloo where you can just lay in your comfy bed in the warmth and the frozen like winter wonderland and you just look up and there is just the the painted night sky. It, yeah. 
Now, when when Shelby's saying igloo, like this is a very modern, yes, yes, modern. Like it looks warm. It is everything a, would be nice. A beautiful modern structure with a glass roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It. Yeah. It looks. It looks wonderful. Extraordinary, <laughs> right? Okay. So this four day tour is. It's sixteen hundred dollars, including flights from the UK per person. Wow. I feel like that is not that expensive. Four nights. Uh, yeah, it really isn't. Like yeah. per person, did they say? Yeah. Yeah, per person. Okay. Including flights from the UK. Yeah. So maybe we can. Do it, yeah. Just be there. Don't have to take flights from the UK. Maybe they'll yeah. knock off a few hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Or we could just fly to the UK. We could spend some time mm. in London. And okay. then we can tack this on. And then if they include our flights, that's fine because we're already there. Then we go to France. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Florence. And yes. F yes. is for fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I... We've had plenty of days that we've planned on this show, but the Husky Safari feels like one of the most Trip It To Me certified things we could mm-hmm. we could ever do together. And, and we haven't done it yet, but like I can say right now that it is Trip It To Me certified. Oh yeah, we would have the time of our lives. The only drawback is Shelby might be cold at some point. <laughs> Um, but that's fine. You just come prepared with blankets and yeah. warm things, and that that's fine. Okay. Or Sounds I'll just cut it, cuddle a husky. I mean, I know they're working, but they need to take breaks. Yeah, yeah and they they just want to cuddle you while they yeah. Do, yeah. While they take their breaks. Exactly. Oh man. <laughs> or I'll just bring Charlie, and she can cuddle me. <laughs> mm, that would be something. No, I'm not sure how well that would go. Well, it would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. uh, if anyone wants to sponsor a trip, this might be it. This the Husky it. Safari. I mean, I know that we're going to Japan at the end of the year, but I'm kind of thinking the next one mm. might need to be Scandinavia. We would we would put out so much good content based on this. We would. Oh my gosh, someone would pay us for that for sure. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. What a fun day. Thank you. You nailed it. My wild card, um, Ben gave me the great idea of doing F is for Fjord. Um, There's only one in Finland, and it wasn't quite what I wanted. So I, um, you know, not to, you know, not to overuse the sports reference, but I pivoted. Um, Or the Friends reference. Or the Friends reference. I'll I'll call an audible. And um, are they interchangeable? I think they're used the same way, yes. Okay, so they are. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Okay. So instead, we are doing F is for Frozen, and it is for the Ice Castle. So this Ice Castle is actually rebuilt every year, which makes sense because they build it in the winter and then it melts. (laughs) So it goes away naturally, and then they have to rebuild it the next year. Some of these photos are incredible. There's a chapel. So if Ben and I wanted to get married for like a third time, we could go get married in the ice chapel. There's an art gallery. There's sculptures. There's a bar. There's a restaurant. 
This thing is ginormous. I think I read somewhere it's like 20 to 30,000 square feet, depending on how they build it. And it can be up to three stories tall. Huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about going three stories up in a structure made only of ice? Not great. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my mind around, like, staying here. Right, yeah. Visiting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, yeah, some... the Like you said, some of these pictures are very pretty, <laughs> I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I, I would like to visit it for sure. I'll send you this one. I don't think I included this link. Okay. This one has like a really nice picture of like a mural that they've like carved into the wall. Yeah. So, and I guess because it changes literally every year, it's always going to look different. So some of the photos on the main link I have, they look very like ice blocky. So, like, it'd be fun to walk around in, but it doesn't really feel like a castle. It feels like a really big igloo. But the second link that I posted, this is, like, it's, like, a beautiful wall mural. Yeah, that is very pretty. Yeah. So, I do wonder how much it changes year to year. Yeah. If the the same people carve it or if it's different Hmm. people. It's it's really strange. Um, (laughs) The first castle was created as a gift in 1995 from UNICEF. And then they've just kept it going every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the second picture is very pretty. Or a second link you sent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I, I just, I guess I'm a little bit dumbfounded in that, like, people can do this? Yeah. <laughs> you it can takes... build a three-story ice castle? Ice castle. So it says it takes over five weeks to build it. Which, all things considered, that's actually that's not, not that much time. time. You're <laughs> yeah. not easing my concerns about the structural integrity yeah. there. <laughs> um, so they actually use, this site says, they actually use seawater and they convert it into snow machines mm-hmm. to get like the, the right kind of snowy consistency to make it. Um, it says castle walls, which are over 12 feet high. Um, yeah, hotel, art gallery, chapel. Um, yeah. I mean, what an experience. Like, where yeah, else? I, I did Google to see if there were crazy. other ice castles you could find. There are some in the Midwest of the U.S. Um, hmm. I think I think this maybe this one would better. be better. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh, I stand corrected. It was thirteen to 20,000 square... Oh, square meters. Oh, okay. So I was... Either anyway, you slice it. I was wrong, but thirteen to twenty thousand square meters. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you a bit dumbfounded with this one? Yeah. It. Uh, the the pictures on the first link, uh, which is from atlasobscura.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like some sort of sci-fi. Yes. Uh, sci-fi, otherworldly planet 
photos. It, it looks uh, like a an ice bar from Star Wars. Yeah, in some of them, and then some of them look more eerie than that, even. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew so, is very unsure, everyone. <laughs> I am, but I would like to visit it. Mm. Like just walking around would be fascinating. Yeah, and I'm not sure that it would be like an all-day activity, but I think if you're going to a nice castle, you should like, you spend should most of the hang. day there. Right? I'm like, I want to eat in the restaurant. <laughs> I want to drink yeah. in the bar. I want to walk around. I want to do the art gallery. Like, I'll take a nap. I don't. Yeah. Say. Yeah. So, I don't know how I feel about staying the night. Yeah, is it just freezing? Like, like I don't know. It has to be very cold. I would assume, cold. right, that you have to, like, really bundle up because it's literally freezing. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Me neither. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, we've got F, no. is f is for food. We've got F is for fun when we did our Husky Safari, and we've got F is for frozen when we yeah. do our, our Finnish ice castle. Very, very cool. Finland would be a lot of fun to visit. I've always been drawn to, of those Scandinavian countries, I've always been drawn to Norway. But mm-hmm. I think both of us, when we talked about doing F is for, I think both of us, Finland was one of the first that came to mind yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be, I I think it would just be a fun country to, I don't know how feasible like road trip around would be, but, but, you know, just, just kind of spend the day in a city, then go to the yeah. next spot and then yeah. kind of wander and around. Then it's the question of like, what season do you go in? Because if you want to mm-hmm. do all these wintry things, I'm not sure how feasible like road tripping would be with the weather, yeah. but if you went in summertime, I'm sure it's gorgeous in summer. And then the sun doesn't set, and you have yeah, and all... then you just have sunlight all day. So you don't have night. to sleep. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. Yeah. Which we have talked about doing a 24-hour itinerary. Did we ever do that? We never did that, and this would be a great candidate for a hmm. spot where you could just stay up for 24 hours and have sunlight. Shelby, we definitely did a twenty-four-hour itinerary, but no. Well, okay, but we didn't do like a like a the sun doesn't uh, st- go down. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. What was our? Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I don't actually Sounds remember good. what we did for the twenty-four-hour itinerary. Yeah, I'm trying to find what. That's fine. What places we did? Well, I think I did in California. And yeah. California, yeah. but cool. Uh, so Finland, there you go. There you go. Um, I went for Florence, Italy, and while our the um while our new format was trying to disregard geography a mm-hmm. little bit or or throw it out, um, I, I have to say like most of the place I places I picked in Florence were all within like an hour walking distance of each other. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was kind of incredible. It wasn't intentional, really. But after a while, I was like, well, I might as well just line this up a little bit. Um, I was blown away by the food choices. There's so much to do in Florence that uh, three days is probably not enough. Um, There's so much art, which I will talk about um, because art is fun. And yeah, um, it was... I think I think 
um, a city that was on my radar when because I want to go to Italy, but but one that wasn't as high as other places in Italy, and now it now it definitely is. So um, yeah, I'll just jump right in. Uh, there were so many options on food that was it was oh, a little sure. mind boggling. I think at one point I had thirteen tabs of restaurants <laughs> opened and and tried to narrow that down for three days. Um, F is for food. We're starting with a food tour because that seemed like an easy way Heck, to go. Yeah. And and like you went to Florence, you wanna you wanna go on a food tour. Come mm-hmm. on. Uh, so this food tour sounded sounded great. I think it was for oh it was through secretfoodtours.com. Um, this is what you'll do. You'll stop at a beautiful cafe for for breakfast. You'll visit uh oh I'm going to have to say things without an Italian accent but but uh, try to not yeah, you know. Sant Ambrosio. I think that one pretty yeah. straightforward yeah um and that's that's kind of a market where people get their local pr- produce every day and then you sample cheeses meats hams um other other things from that region and then you'll go sample a um lampre lampre i think lampre yeah hmm. uh which is uh, the, a lot of the places put them in like sandwiches but it's a it's a type of beef that's stewed and uh, with lots of seasons seasonings and uh yeah it looked it looked good even before it was on this food tour i had a different spot that mm. uh mentioned it I, I read about it three or four different times and yeah it sounded good mm, it's stomach yeah yeah i wasn't yeah. gonna mention that part but yeah okay. you're right uh-huh. i feel like the everyone ca- should know that it's the cow's fourth stomach, but that will that that will um, throw some people off. So can we just talk just about how cows have four stomachs? Yeah, incredible. <laughs> they just regurgitate and keep eating. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. continue. Uh, cows, what a wonder. Cow. Uh, and then you visit a local trattoria, which there were so many, um, and then so that they have pastas and soups there. And then you have gelato, and then mm. there's also a secret dish that they mm. serve you at some point. That's all in three and a half hours. You're going to be very full. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> but but it sounds wonderful. It really wasn't a crazy expense. I don't think it was around like seventy, eighty dollars. Oh wow! You can upgrade upgrade and get more drinks, uh, more wine, uh, if you want. Yeah. Do you know, is this a walking tour? Because that would help. No, I don't think it's walking. Oh, or at least yeah. not all of it. Right. Not all of it is walking. So um, there were walking tours available. This one looked like the the best value plus uh, plus the most variety. So I, I chose this one. But there were plenty when you Google Florence food tour. Plenty show up. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, so, but yeah, this one looked like fun. So... Amazing. Um, so that's how we start the day. You'll probably need to go like take a nap after that. <laughs> maybe, maybe just don't eat for three or four hours. But uh-huh. uh, but that night there was a another trattoria, which I was pleasantly surprised by how many 
places on on different websites list like how affordable they were this one especially and there's one other i think on the third day that i added um like everything's everything's under 15 euros which wow. again is is uh pretty close to an american dollar so um yeah i guess there's there's two dishes on here that are 20 euros otherwise everything's 16 or under so um but this place looked very pretty, kind of right in, right in the heart of Florence. It uh, it has a variety of different things: fish, um, pasta, just very Tuscan cuisine. And I think it was this one that had a fairly elaborate. Oh no, it wasn't as big as some other wine list, but they still had plenty of different wines. So. Uh, yeah, it just looked like fun. That, it was called um, Sobreo Trattoria. Their uh, menu looks amazing. Yeah, it looks very good. And the restaurant photos look very quaint and, and yeah. um, lots of lots of woods or, or paintings. And yeah, it looks kind of a little more homey or, mm-hmm. than, than it does... Uh, over the top and and very fancy so like the local spot yeah it does kind of look like that and this one showed up on two lists there was another one that i read later that showed up on the third then for a nightcap um there's a there's a place that's actually open it was 8 a.m till 2 a.m every single day (laughs) of the week Uh, and they had they had pastries and, and breakfast and then lunch and dinner. But every night, starting at 9.30, in the basement, they have live music, uh, usually live jazz music. And then they have a pretty big drink list uh, and uh, looked like some, some very good food. Um, it's called La Menagerie. Yeah, La Menagerie, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. And, uh, yeah, it looks, it just looked like a Shelby place to me, Uh but Uh also, um, just a lot of fun. I'm going to read their description. It's a restaurant, a bistro, the perfect place for a a tea, a drink, a business breakfast, a romantic dinner, and more. It is a garden, an emporium of beautiful things. Okay, guys. And a library with more than a thousand botanical themed titles, uh, their secret spaces, secluded corners, private rooms, and and um, right in the heart of Florence. So, yeah, it looks uh, and some of the food looks very good. So, um, I thought about doing just this place for dinner or for breakfast one day, but but uh, yeah, I I don't think you can go wrong no matter when you show up. Okay. Uh, the Forget- jazz part looks cool though. Forget about eating there. I just want to live there. Yeah, sounds good. I do you think they'd allow that? I yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There's a boutique and a flower shop. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the books. Great. And the cafe yeah. and the restaurant. <sighs> it's hard to find like pictures of this basement they're talking about. I think they try to keep it pretty secret. Um I did wonder if 
um, on the, the main link that you listed at the bottom, um, there's, there's the three photos of the piano and then the menu. And mm. then there's like all of the velvet furniture yeah. on the right. I wondered if That's that was the basement. It. Probably. Like, I have no idea, but I did wonder if that, that was it. That would make sense. Um, they're open till 2 a.m., which is very <laughs> funny. Um, very late. But, uh, but yeah, it looks like a great place to go hang out. Yeah. Plenty to see. So, um, yeah, that's right in the heart of Florence. And yeah, looks looks incredible. So that's our Andrew, day of food. They, they do events. We could plan your 10-year wedding anniversary Ooh, here. Or we can do our first Tributumi live podcast <gasps> right there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. So oh, yes. Okay. If you click on the private events tab. Yeah. And then you scroll down, there's a jazz trio sitting Perfect. in what looked like that other photo with the velvet furniture and the funky wallpaper. So I reckon that's the basement. Wonderful. You would you would just sit there for four hours. I would. There's also an image of a flamingo in a Victorian era dress. So I love this place. So many Negronis devoured. So many. Stagger out of there at 2 a.m. I would get and so hope sloppy to find drunk your way. in hope such a classy place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't be the first. Um, that's the food day, so let's start the F is for fun day with the cafe. Um, my F is for fun, it's a kind of a wandering day that included Florence's biggest art pieces. Which felt like the thing to do in Florence, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll talk more about it in, in a minute. But we're going to start the day at Cafe... It's either Gilly or Gilly. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... It opened in 1733, if I remember right. Sometime in the 18th century. And is still going today. Um, so, so good on them. yes 1733 Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a let me state the obvious that's a long time that's Um, over 270 years yeah it's it's nine 290 years basically yeah um and they have a lot going on um Stop in for some pastries in the morning is what I have us doing. But they also have a restaurant, a cocktail bar, and then they just sell chocolate as well. So um, mainly I just wanted to include a, a food place that's been open for that long because I can't imagine there's that many in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a photo of a Negroni. Perfect. One of the food tours, and I'm so sorry I didn't include this one. One of the food tours had you making, like showed you how to make a Negroni. Um, So, so if you're so inclined. Andrew, 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 would we go on like a Negroni tour? Oh, I would feel so bad. (laughs) We'd have to stop after like three because like I, like I would die and I love Negronis, but... Oh of course we would, though. Okay, okay, good. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think they moved to the current spot that this cafe uh, moved there in the early 1900s. Um, but yeah, it's it looks like a really another cool...
cool spot that you could just hang out into. Uh, from there, we're going to see some uh, cathedral, Cathedral de Santa Maria, and this looks very pretty. Uh, obviously, it's um, one of the biggest churches in the world. I think it's. I think I read it's Presbyterian. I don't remember now. No, 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 no. I, I misread that. Um, yeah, 153 meters, 502 feet in length, uh, 90 meters and 290 feet wide. Uh, so, so very big. The first stone was laid in 1296. And yeah, it, it's gorgeous. Kind of has a... I mean, it's, it's kind of what you picture when you think of Italian architecture, mm. really. At least the outside, to me, looks that way. Um, and the, this also includes um, Giotto's Bell Tower, which I would definitely want to do if I was there. It's, um, yeah, it, it's very, it's kind of got those uh, Tuscan colors, right? It's yeah. Kind of orange and green, but a little bit rustic. And yeah, it's just uh, mm. a little bit gothic in style too. Um, yeah, it's very, very pretty and and it seems like a must do. It's, it's right in the center of Florence and there's a lot to the... Cathedral or to the um, to the cathedral. It, it seems like you could probably spend most of your day there if you wanted to. But uh, yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, Wish they had better pictures on the website. Yeah, but it it does look very very beautiful. Interesting. They've got um, they do have a specific dress code. So if you're going, mm. make sure you know what that is before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is ticketed as well, mm. at least, um, I think almost all of it is ticketed. So, uh, yeah, so make sure you know all that as well. Um, honestly, you could flip around, uh, which is kind of the point of this itinerary. You can flip around this day, um, some other things you might want to get in line first before that, but, um, especially if you had pre-bought tickets get them in the afternoon but but yeah it's uh looks like a must do and there were other must do's in florence that i left off because there were not enough time there was not enough time (laughs) but this one this one was something i just didn't feel like i could leave off Hmm. from there more food but also a market uh which looks very cool the the bottom floor sells leather and and different uh, local goods, some produce too, and then the upper floor is a food hall, uh, and it's called Mercado Central, um, and it's right, really close to that cathedral we were just talking about. Uh, I think it was like less than a ten minute walk, um, and yeah, they have they have a lot of local artisans and and a lot of um, vendors that are selling different goods. Uh, the, the upstairs portion, there's, there's bread products, fresh, fresh fish, fresh food. They're making that hard to say. Vegetarian (laughs) and vegan dishes, meat and charcuterie, buffalo mozzarella, cheese, chocolate and gelato, fresh pasta, wine, uh, our, our stewed cow stomach and truffles. 
Um, so there's plenty of options uh, if you're like Shelby and can't don't want to make any more food decisions but have to take a group. Uh, this might be this might be the place to take them. So then they can all just decide on your own, on their own, and you can sit in the middle of the table and um, and just relax for a while. Amen. Uh, yeah, it looks um, looks very cool and, and a little more. The, the building itself doesn't look more modern, but kind of a more modern idea than mm-hmm. all of the other restaurants that I have us visiting. So The website has like cartoon drawings yeah, of all very... of the artisans, and yeah, I love great. it. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. Um, <laughs> very fun. And one of them's definitely a goat, and I'm a little confused about that because the website's in Italian, but yeah. I love it. I'm not going to question it. Are you eating the goat? Is it What is it doing there? Um, it's okay. I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, after that, I have us going to the. You have any guesses on this one, Shelby? I'm gonna say Uf- Ufizi. I but think. Ufizi? I think that's right. Ufizi. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest art gallery in Florence, and. There's so much going on here that I, I don't feel like I can really get into all of it. Um, but yeah, the, if... I, I mean, uh, Michelangelo is has lots of art throughout Florence, it seems. There's some of that here. There's... Yeah, it, it's just got stuff. It's got so much to see. Uh, you could... Sp- another place where you could spend the whole day if you wanted to. Um, yeah. Currently, some of some of this artwork is older than our country. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, fact, just, it's just. In fact, I'd say a, like almost all of it. The is. majority of it, yeah. <laughs> like it's just so old. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, wow. Yeah, and the, it looks like they have about um, six different exhibits going at a time, plus plus their usual stuff. I think. Um, so yeah, it, it's very big and. And probably a bit overpowering, I would, I would guess, overwhelming. Um, visiting, uh, let's see. Yeah, they ha- uh, it is, again, ticketed. Or I think you could probably walk up, unless it's really busy time of year, I would guess. Um, but no, I yeah, buy the ticket online. Uh, bring the receipt to the ticket office. So there nice. you go. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then right right next to it is um, the Academia Gallery, which is where Michelangelo's David is. So okay. uh, you should probably go see that if you're in Florence. Like, if you're like, a teacher, maybe don't show your students a photo of it. But Yeah, <laughs> sure. Or do, and, yeah. Yeah, and just try not to get fired. Yeah, right. <sighs> you okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, but, but yeah, like if you're in Florence, you should probably go see that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it sounds like fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have read that like maybe make this the first thing you do in the morning because mm, there's quite mm-hmm. a line. Uh, that's clearly not what I did here. But again, everything's within 20 or 30 minutes of walking from each other on this yeah. day so just do it 
however uh, whatever makes sense to you and make sure you can get into all these things um yeah it it has plenty of other um art inside of it right. but but that's the the masterpiece if you will the i feel like it's kind of going to the louvre to see mona lisa right yeah. like kind of like of course if you go to the louvre like you're gonna see other things but yeah i feel like that's the big big draw how do you feel about going to see a statue that like is like one of the most famous things like on the planet and like will outlive both of us uh, the mona lisa is an interesting comparison because I don't know. In a, in a way, the statue of David is way... It draws me in a lot more. Yeah, like, yeah. If there's uh-huh. something about it that feels very... Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it feels like a necessity, whereas if I went to the Louvre, I'm not sure the Mona... Like, I'd go see it, obviously, but it's right, not right. something that I just plan time around yeah Um, yeah. whereas this like i probably want to sit there for at least a a, a while we were in paris for two days and we decided not to do the louvre because Hmm. we didn't want to spend an entire day in a museum whereas if we went to florence like you'd have to you'd have to go see the statue (laughs) of david you'd have to Uh uh-huh and if you're a teacher um, and you're teaching art, you you have to 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 teach about the statue of David, right? Like it's such a significant. Oh, I just I don't know enough about art to really go on a huge rant about that. But do you need to talk through more things? You okay? No, I'm just real grumpy no. about what's happening in America right now. But it's okay. Okay, sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It it seems like a. Wow. You just kind of have to. <laughs> um, it would just be weird not to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like wow. this place is... No, you, you do have to book tickets in advance mm. here, too. So uh, a, a good amount of people get can get in for free. It looks like minors under 18. Um, so anyone under 18 can get in for free. That's cool. Um, and people with handicap or disability, um, can get in for free. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, oh, no, no, never mind. They were having free Sundays, but that has been suspended. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, there you go. Incredible. Those three things will take up, well, honestly, they should probably take up more than one day, but... But we, we've got one day to play with here. But when everybody. time is limited, you do what you have yeah, to. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> I think there's more Michelangelo things throughout Florence. Right. I believe there's like a whole piazza dedicated to him. Um, yeah, there, there were plenty more. But uh, so you could have a whole Michelangelo day probably if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, from there, it was kind of a wander around for an evening and and Mm. soak up the the city uh there's a little pizza place that looked really fun called uh la divina pizza i think it might be more of a well they might have some seating but it it kind of looked like a come come get your pizza and then walk around with it um it also looks different than 
Like, a, a, the bread is much thicker yeah. than some other pizzas. Um, yeah, it looked really good. Obviously, you should have some pizza if you're in Italy. Mm. Um, if, and then, you, if you go to Florence, can you estimate for me how many slices of pizza you think you would consume? Ooh, I don't know if I'm the right person for this because mm. I, I don't love pizza as much as some people. I, I wow. do like it, but... Um, and how many days? Three days? Hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Four or five? Hmm. There are way too many other incredible looking things. There's so like, many things to eat. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, like I would be really uh, keen on trying different pasta and, and probably different like fishes and, and meats over pizza most of the time. Mm. But if you're walking around to like... 11 p.m. Oh. and there's a food stall of pizza like I would want to get it three glases of wine or a Negroni <laughs> and yeah then you yeah. eat the pizza yeah yeah exactly so I, I gotta save some room for it I think and gotta seek out at least one spot but but um I don't know if I'd get it all the time I would I would be more excited to try some of these Trattorias so I'm the owner the owner's it looks like it's a like a couple have some very funny um, like Facebook pictures yes. where they've either been like photoshopped in or yeah, like I just great. it makes me really happy. Uh, <laughs> it's really cute. It is love cute. It. I love it. And then uh, pretty close to there is a place called uh, Gelato or Vivoli Gelato. Uh, Gelato Vivoli. Uh, they're they're I've seen it about four different ways already. Um, this place has been open since the 1930s and has been owned by the same family the whole time, which is really cool. Not quite 1733 or whatever we said, but but uh, still very impressive. Um, and, and this one has actually expanded to the States, too. But oh. uh, there's one in New York and one in Orlando. Oh. Weird. Um, but... They have gelato and homemade ice cream, and yeah, you, uh, you. I think, I think I might stop for gelato more than I would for pizza, honestly. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it looks, it looks very oh, good. So um, hungry. <laughs> yeah, there was a reason I volunt- I put mine behind yours because I knew, I knew we would. Be very hungry after this. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so hungry. Yeah. Um, so this looks like another kind of staple of Florence. Another another place that has um, become very famous. And then my wild card day. Um, it was originally F is for flowers. And then there was one other thing that I really wanted to do. So it's F is for floating in flowers. Um <laughs> There's a river that runs through Florence. I think it's called the Arlo River, if I'm if I'm remembering right. And uh, one of the one of the most famous icons in the city is called the Ponte uh, Vecchio. That seems good enough. Um, and it's essentially a bridge, but it's. I mean, it's gorgeous, for one thing. Uh, but there's kind of I don't know. It looks like apartments to me. Uh, it might be restaurants. It might be something else. 
kind of built into the bridge. It's very Mediterranean-esque. Um, looks, looks very, uh, I mean, obviously it looks very European and, and, and sort of Italian and, and, uh, colorful, but again, in those kind of rustic colors. And, and this is, uh, again, one of the, the biggest landmarks in Florence. It's been around, it was the only bridge across the river, um, and, Whoa, wait, was the only bridge across the river in Florence until 1218. So it was built before 1218. And then and then it had to be rebuilt in 1345. Of course. <laughs> the current Naturally. bridge, the current bridge was we- rebuilt in 1345. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, during, during World War II, it was the only bridge across... Oh, it was the Arno River. I apologize. Um, and it was the only bridge the Germans didn't destroy. Oh, well, thanks, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> thanks. thanks. Thanks, Nazis. Thanks. Although I think Italy was part of the Axis, yes. too. Eh? Yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then it's withstood uh, floods wow. and... and so much more it looks it's so pretty and again looks very uh it, it's just kind of what you picture when you think of florence yeah, that architecture yeah. style it um, is really interesting to see the bridge and like the apartments built it, like it's it's just yeah. really interesting i'm not sure i've really seen anything quite like that yeah, you, what now? We aren't sure about staying the night in a nice castle. Would you like live a year in that on those Apartments uh, that and, and are that's, uh, on a bridge coming that was built outside in the 1300s. of the bridge. <laughs> yeah, they're they're even like out of the bridge. They're like hanging um, over the water. I think I would be more likely to stay in an ice castle that was made this winter than I would really? be to stay in a bridge that was made in the 1300s. No, I would take the bridge. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I mean, can I like I want to stay in both, but security wise. <laughs> I would probably take the ice castle. Comfort-wise, I'd probably take the bridge. <laughs> uh, so, I mentioned floating. F is for floating. You can go under this bridge. I've seen people mention paddle boarding. Hmm. You can... I don't know how feasible that is. It seemed like <laughs> it might take a pretty special tour. But you can definitely like go on a boat under it. There's right. leisure cruises. Um, you could do a gondola... Um, you could, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of different ways to go onto that river. It's a little trickier to get near the bridge on some of these, but, uh, but it is possible and would be quite a, quite a view from down there. So Mm. uh, that would be really cool. Uh, after that, find some food. It's not hard. You're in Florence. And then (laughs) the, get some gelato. (laughs) And then the afternoon is filled with gardens and flowers um mm. these two gardens that i have listed are a, a four minute walk away from each other which is very convenient and, and very nice of them um i have down the i think this is the more popular of the two and it's called the giardino di baboli and and yeah it looks quite grand um 
more green than like flowery in in some of the pictures anyway i'm sure i'm sure there's different places to check it out but um but yeah it, it's huge uh, uh the the walkway down through these old buildings and then there's a beautiful fountain we which i'm sure would be yeah i'm sure it'd be trip to me certified mm-hmm. and yeah just walking around the gardens in an afternoon sounds great um and it kind of looks like there's like almost like outdoor amphitheater seating yeah it does yeah i don't i don't know if they do events there or not but that would um, be cool that would be cool um yeah there's different grottos uh large fountains including the fountain of neptune my favorite planet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks very pretty. I I read in one place that this is very crowded, um, and they definitely preferred the one I'm going to talk about next. Mm. But um, but I feel like if you're right by each other, you might you as might well as well. Both. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not expensive. Ten euros to get in. Um, looks like looks like it could be cheaper if you uh, qualify for certain things but uh but yeah and there's different things to explore different uh, sculptures different uh things grown so yeah it's it's very pretty and then the other the other gardens that i had down was called uh the giardino bardini mm-hmm. i think that was right um yeah the bardina v bardini villa and garden um it looks like it kind of sits up above parts of parts of florence so you have a grand view uh sweeping view and and yeah looks just just beautiful um yeah uh just wandering around looks looks like a great way to spend an afternoon and it looks like they do have events and special exhibits and oh, things cool. here. So that would be really cool. Like some live music and some art exhibits and some dance. and Yeah. Yeah, this, very, um, very cool. This is about 10 acres of woods, garden, and fruit. And fruit orchards flanked by medieval walls of the city. Um, not only nature, but also art and culture. An integral part of the history of Florence. Mm. Um, and yeah, it does. It does kind of sit above the city, so it uh, looks like it's kind of built up on a hillside, and the yeah. the fruit orchards line line the walkway down, and and then you can see, uh, like uh, in one of the pictures on the website, you can see the cathedral I talked about. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. And it looks like there's a a place where there's light lunch served, oh, and also okay. a full service restaurant. Perfect. So that could be, yeah, a full There's your lunch. Full thing. Yeah. Don't eat too much, though, because there is there is a meal there's, there's that I'm going to talk about right now. More um, coming. <laughs> this is the restaurant that showed up on every single list I read. Wow. It is called um, Trattoria Sabatino. It is also one of the cheapest, uh, one of the... Uh, cheapest has kind of a negative connotation, but mm. least expensive restaurants I've ever seen, maybe. Wow. Um, 
they have a menu of the day listed on the website and then you click on it and it's all handwritten and they just oh. took a picture of it and it's no. that's wonderful and everything on the menu is under seven dollars from what i can tell oh my gosh um there's pasta there's uh different courses um yeah it, it looks it is handwritten wonderful. yeah it's it's incredible um yeah uh, the, uh, I don't remember if I've even said the name yet. Um, Trattoria Sabatino. Yeah, that's it. Um, this is, out of all the restaurants I've mentioned, this would be the top choice uh, oh my for gosh. me. Oh, gosh. Would you ever yeah. consider going to the same restaurant twice in one trip? Uh, probably, probably not in Florence, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would consider, like, a bar. Um, right, yeah. But, no, I would have a hard time. Uh, I would consider it, I guess, but I would have a really hard time yeah, getting yeah. myself to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. How about you? I, think I guess there's... like a cafe for a breakfast or something? Yes. Yeah, maybe. I've definitely done that. When Margaret and I were in Sydney, we went to the same place for breakfast every day. And we tried just about everything on the menu. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's been times where I'm like, oh, we should come back. But we never do. Because there yeah. always is, like, so many more things to try. Um, yeah, so I think overall I'm with you. I feel like this would be a place that would be cool to try so many things on the menu. But I guess that's the cool thing. If you're traveling with a few people, you can always just order. Right. As You know, as much as you can. And then just try um, a little bit of everything. I mean, at a place like this, even if there's two of you, just order like just, six things. I mean, things. it's so it's affordable. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so <laughs> affordable. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, you could order six things and be out of there for under like 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. incredible. Uh-huh, yep. Um, yeah, it, it looks very, again, kind of homey. A little, Amazing. A little bit more local than it is just fancy. Mm. There are plenty of Michelin star restaurants in Florence, by the way. Um, but uh, but these places were, looked cozy and, and kind of, I don't know. They they drew me in a little bit, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I would I would be excited to try them. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the some of the things they have listed on the website don't sound great, like spleen <laughs> spleen black croutons oh. and baked pork liver. Doesn't oh. sound great, but um, but I think it probably would be. It probably would be. Pear cooked in the oven with wine and sugar. I would, uh, I mean, I would eat that. Yeah, That's not hard to sell. No, not at all. Um, yeah, so there you go. The, wow. That was Florence in a hurry. <laughs> um, there, were, there was plenty more to see and, and plenty more I'd like to see about four different uh, museums from there. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And other art galleries, but... But yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed that was a whirlwind of a three days, but 
Man, you for really both fit of it us. in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did my best. Yeah. And now we're both hungry and... And we want to go to Florence and now Finland and... and, and on a husky safari. Oh my gosh, a husky safari. I just want to eat pizza and drink wine while on a husky safari. That might be too much to ask. I could just feed the huskies the pizza and I'm sure it would be fine. It would be just fine, I'm sure. Fine. No problems there. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry now. All of the wine and the cocktails and the food and the pizza and the gelato and the coffee and the ice cream. Oh my gosh, like, wow. We're going to stop recording so Shelby can go eat Yeah, go eat some food. (laughs) Like like salivating over here over the slices of pizza on that Facebook page. (laughs) Incredible. My goodness. But I mean, it's Florence, like... You have to eat your weight in food when you're in Florence. Oh, yeah. There honestly, the trip we just got back from, I felt like I ate pretty healthy and felt good coming back. Yeah. On that on that front, Florence I would feel awful. Oh, it like would be I, horrible. It would, you like have you get to on the do... airplane and you just you just like I got You'd make have it to all. do all of the walking everywhere. So yeah. that way you're just burning all of the calories and then you can eat anything that you want. Which is, I mean, we talk about this on other itineraries and I didn't really dive into it too much on this one. But Florence seemed very walkable from right. what I could tell. Um, it's I'm sure there are things right outside the city. And, and if you're there for a week, I mean, you want to go to a winery and uh, that, yes. that's just outside yes. or, or things like that. I mean... Yes. So, so there is reason to um, have a car or, or use public transportation, but from those three days, like you don't need you don't need anything. You can just walk everywhere. Oh my goodness! And then you burn all the calories, and you have all the room, and then you can eat whatever you want because you've done all yeah. the walking. Yeah, no problem. What's the way to do it? And then Perfect. when you're in Finland, you just get huskies to drive you around everywhere. <laughs> And then you just eat a bunch of ice cream. So you just go from, like, being cold outside to being cold on the inside. And it's fine. Uh, Shelby became the Grinch. Yes. (laughs) Very chilly heart. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, If you have any ideas for us on on our next alphabet itinerary or or ideas on how to format it, uh, email us, tripittome at gmail.com. Even if you've got a specific, you know, G place that you want an itinerary for, just let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like a weird gimmick, whatever. Yeah. G is for gimmicks. G is for gimmick. <laughs> uh, um, please, please follow the podcasts wherever you listen. Subscribe. I like the show. Rate the show. Five stars would be great. Sponsor us. It's only fifty four ninety nine a month. Yeah, that's it. Yep, and, that's, that's uh, the one. And we'll be back next week to to talk more. Um, <laughs> that's what we I'm do. Not, we we think we know the topic, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it yet in case we change <laughs> our mind. Just in case. Yep. Yep. Just in oh. case. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrew, and thank you, everyone. And thank you, Shelby. Oh. All right. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, bye.